It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au, my wonderful co-host, Naomi Dolan. Hey, Naomi, how are you going this week? I am fantastic. I am getting really excited. It's only a month till Christmas. I know, and I cannot wait, but I'm so underprepared. <laughs> You, you're the Christmas queen lady. I know, I know. Normally I do have one set of decorations up. Normally my house is crazy by now, but I am like life has just been chaos this whole year and it's just continued into Christmas. But anyway, we'll get there. How are you going? Yeah, really good, really good. I'm really excited about our guest today. We've got someone um, that I think that our families are really going to find interesting. And how did this guest come about? Because you guys caught up at the, met at the Amber conference. Is that right? We did. So Nikki was down there. So this is going to be a bit confusing, listeners. We've got two Nikki's today. Yeah, got- call me Nix and then we keep say the same. <laughs> Once you get to meet our other Nikki, you, I think you'll be able to tell yeah. the difference. Too. But, um, yeah, I was down at the Australian Model Birth Association annual conference and um, Nikki was down there. Um, and she's a medical researcher. So without any further ado, I'm not going to give away because she's going to introduce herself a lot better than I will. Nikki, thanks for joining us. Hi, Naomi. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Really well. And I'm super excited to have you on today because um, a lot of the questions that we're, a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about and things like that, I find completely fascinating. I always say, Uh, that having twins is like having my own little science experiment. Um, And, you know, I would have loved to have had triplets or quads or whatever to throw a few more into the mix, but it really is having my own living science experiment every day. Yeah, well, we don't like, you know, saying like, oh, twins are science science experiments, but there are kind of natural experiments that nature given us and we can use. So, yeah. That is true. I stand corrected. I do think mine are my own personal. <laughs> yeah. For personal use, it's fine, but we can yeah. already say that. <laughs> That's true. But, yes, I'm like, how can you not like this and how come you do that? And, oh, sometimes they drive me nuts. But, anyway, so, Nikki, tell us a bit about you and how you came to be working on this project. Uh, yeah, well, so, actually, I'm from the Netherlands. You might tell from my accent that I'm not a real Aussie. Uh, but yeah, I work in Amsterdam and I've been working for two years at the Free University as a PhD student. And my PhD completely focused on the concept of twinning. And what I mean by twinning is something that probably all of your listeners have done is giving birth to a multiple, either identical, non-identical, just giving birth to a twin. And what we try to accomplish is explaining why and how you Amazing people give birth to twins. Okay, get so pregnant with twins. Yeah, because so the um, project that you're working on at the moment um, mm-hmm. is to do with the genetics of twinning. Is that right? Yeah. So, so we're trying to see which. Oh, sorry, Nick. No, no, no. I was just going to say, do you look at both fraternal and identical then with this project? Um, well, my project is mostly focused on the fraternal twins, uh, but I'm also working together with my supervisor, uh, Jenny van Dongen, who's mainly focused on identical twins. So I get a bit of both, but my research is mainly focused on the fraternal twins. 
Um, and that's because for fraternal twins, we really know that there's a clear genetic components going on, whether for uh, identical twins, it is, has been a bit more of a mystery what's going on there. But we have found some very interesting uh, things about that as well. I'm really excited because um, a lot of the time fraternal twins get, and no offence to those that are pregnant or have identical twins, but often fraternal twins, I mean, I've actually had people outright say, oh, so they're not real twins then to me? Mm, yeah. I've had family yeah. say that to me. Oh, okay. Well, mine was like, a random person. In, like in you don't have twins, you just have two kids that happen to be born at the same time because they're not twins because they're not identical. And I'm like, but that not that the definition of twins being born at the same time? That's probably something you can answer, Nikki. Is that sort of what the definition genetically of what twins are? Um, well, yeah, from a research point of view, we kind of say they're twins if they have been together in the same pregnancy and then also usually at the same birth. Uh, that's how we defin define twins or multiples. Yeah. No, that's really thinking, interesting. Um, it is, it is, isn't it? Um, yeah, so, like, I know we kind of touched on it before and I, I use the wrong terminology, but why do scientists have such a fascination for twins in research? Because I know there's always people looking for um, research candidates. Yeah, you've probably been stalked by many researchers before to try to get your family to join some <laughs> research. Um, but the fascinating thing about twins is uh, actually comes from the fact that you have two different types of twins. Uh, so you have the identical who uh, always share 100% of all of their DNA, so all of their genetic um, material. Whether the fraternal or the non-identical twins, on average, they share about 50% of their DNA and the genetic material. Um, but what is really fascinating about twins is that they usually grow up, grow up in the same uh, household, meaning that their environment of both of the twins uh, is kind of the same growing up. The only difference between the identical and the non-identical twins is then how much uh, DNA they share. Um, and yeah, given this fact, we can kind of see, okay, if identical twins are completely similar in one trait, for example, their height, uh, whether non-identical twins are not as similar, uh, then we expect this similarity to come from or be caused by the uh, shared DNA. So we can say that, okay, height is, for example, a heritable tra trait. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really interesting. What are the what yeah. are the most common heritable traits between fraternal twins? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw um, that one at you. <laughs> no, um, I'm thinking because that's you can, yeah, you can't really predict that to be fair, because um, yeah, on average, fraternal twins share 50% of the DNA, but it can be a little bit more and it can be a little bit less. And where it's more, where it's less, that is really unpredictable mm. at this moment. So it, it's a case-by-case -case basis, I guess, based on how much of that DNA yeah. is shared and then how that yeah, manifests um, phenotypically. Yeah, and that's also something that's always very important to keep in mind when we're talking about genetics, it's all based on statistics. So we can make assumptions from a population, but not really on a sample basis. So we have to have high numbers to in case to in 
yeah, to be able to predict something. And we cannot really say it on a sample basis yet. Well, I can give you a sample of two and I can tell you that <laughs> yeah. they have 100% bad attitude at the moment. <laughs> oh, uh, over this know. way too? Yeah, yeah. Um, mine are 100% the same. Is is, there, is that just con- consistent with twins? Oh, no, that's just parenting. <laughs> I think it's... Um, I think it's end of term fouritis. I call oh, it. definitely, definitely. Anyway, um, so Nikki, um, what's like? What are some of the research that using twins has brought us so far? Because as you said, there's lots of people out there looking. What are some of the um, studies that have been done and and things like that? Um, well, I think one of the um, main findings of using twins as uh, as population group is then we can kind of solve the question that always been asked, what about nature and nurture? Um, because, uh, yeah, using these twin studies, we found that in almost every trait you can imagine, it's nature and nurture, and these two interact as well. Uh, that means that almost non no trade is completely heritable and almost non-trade is there's no genetics involved as well. Um and yeah, it's really interesting. We found this result has been this has been confirmed like 50 or 60 years ago, like okay, it's always nature and nurture and these two intertwined, but still the questions comes up in media like, is it nature or is it nurture? We're like it's mm. both, guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because even when, um, as a twin parent, and mine, mine are same sex, so therefore, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you you get that comparison all the time. But people do like as soon as people, and these are just people looking in at your life. As soon as they pick up a difference, they're like, oh, you know, that must be something to do with the fact that they're not identical. They always categorize that quickly. But then if there's something similar, they'll be like, oh, it's because they live together and they're just siblings. So it's, but, it, but you're right. It's mm-hmm. kind of the whole package is what's making it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a really good um, observation because, yes, I haven't put two and two together. But, yeah, people say that to me and I've got boy yeah. girl twins. Yeah. So it isn't just yeah. same sex. Yeah, obviously it's across across the board. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I always find it a kind of comforting thought, like um, if your genes, for example, say you have a high risk of cardiovascular disease, that doesn't mean that you will get a cardiovascular disease because you can counteract it in the way you live and everything. Is that, do you notice a lot of difference between just normal sibling relationships? So twins versus, do twins on average have more similarities in those sorts of things than um just sibling, just normal sibling relations or similarities? Does that make um, sense? Yeah, I, um, that's a kind of hard question to yeah. answer scientifically no, that's okay. because we cannot really yeah, measure relations. But what we do find, like based on how people um, explain their relationship, there always seems to be, yeah, the twin relationships always seems to be kind of special because they mm. grew up so closely together. Yeah, I was um, just going to say because um, in the whole nurture thing, because I think even if I, if you had siblings that were, say, three years apart, they mm-hmm. would get different life experiences, whereas with they've our had, twins. Yeah, they've had periods of time separately, whereas, you know, one of the things I'm getting yeah. at the moment because we're, we're going through that stage of starting to pry hours apart from each other. Mine are a couple of years younger than Naomi's. Um Mm-hmm. They're, they've just they've never been apart and that that's one of those really big things that's come out this year sorry to interrupt you Naomi but you're right yeah and because at different ages they've just got 
different interests and different needs, whereas because our twins and triplets and things, they have the same needs at the same time, mm. um, <laughs> they get their nurture is a lot, uh, I guess, similar. Yeah. Yeah, and also think. parenting style might change from your first to your second child. There also might be something going on there. Yeah. So, Nikki, yeah, that's for sure. Sorry. So, Nikki, your research is into actual twinning. So, you, you said actually yeah. carrying and having twins. Um, yes. You know, why did you decide to investigate this and what have you discovered? Um, well, it started off as a, a project to finish my master. Um, and, yeah, then I got into it and I was reading all these things about twinning and I was like, this is so fascinating especially because if i tell this to other people they kind of assume that we know how this works it's like oh it's a double ovulation right or with um identical it's a splitting of the cell and yeah you're correct we know the the basis of it but how and why this happens we don't really know and i found that really interesting like okay we kind of know the biology but why does this happen um so that's kind of how I got hooked on it. Um, and what we found out, for example, for non-identical twinning. Um, so what we did with that, we used a technique that's called uh, GWAS, which basically compares all the DNA of mothers of uh, non-identical twins to the rest of the population who haven't, haven't had a, a multiple pregnancy. Um, and we compare all the places in the DNA to see if we can find differences. Um, and we found a couple of differences in the DNA of the mothers of non-identical twins. And those differences are located in genes that, for example, uh, regulate your follicular stimulating hormone. And so that's the hormone that kind of decides how many ovulations you'll have during your cycle. So that's really interesting. So uh, for non-identical twinning, we kind of now know where we have to look and um, what the outcome is, but how the differences lead to the outcome, that is something that we're really trying to figure out at this moment. What is the, um, I don't know how to word this, but like why do you want to know that? I mean, what is it, how is it going to help or, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. That's always good to know why is research relevant. Hmm. Um, yeah, why is it relevant? For, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for twinning, um, especially non-identical twinning, people have uh, kind of defined that as being super fertile. So instead of having a pregnancy of one, you have a pregnancy of two. Um, and there has been an increase in infertility in a yeah, last couple of years, uh, there's really a trend that we've been seeing in uh, a different population. And we believe that if we can understand super fertility, that might give us some insight into uh, infertility. Um, and on the other side, for the identical twins, there are some congenital diseases that are more prevalent in uh, identical twins. Um, yeah, compared to the rest of the population, it's those are really rare diseases, so you don't really have to worry about it, but still they're more prevalent. Um, and yeah, we think if we can understand the non-identical twinning, we might understand why these diseases are more prevalent in them and how we can counteract them. Hmm, interesting. 
I don't mean to ask a question that's going to sound insensitive to some of our audience, but um, Mm -hmm. in terms of your research, obviously we've we've got a community that's built over um, assisted pregnancies and then what other people will classify Mm -hmm. as more natural. But um, do you look at both or do you look at particularly those that have been driven by um, high levels of natural fertility? Um, I'm hoping I've worded that delicately enough not to offend anyone. Yeah. Yeah, because um, our audience, no, I did um, eight rounds yeah. of IVF, our twins. And Whereas I fell pregnant by accident. On a first date almost. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Different stories, um, yeah. but yet we both have the same amazing outcome, which is fantastic yeah. for us. Um, well, thus far we've mostly focused on uh, like the spontaneous twin pregnancies that's how we like to call them so spontaneous versus uh, versus ART artificial reproductive techniques um but this is actually one of the things that I feel very passionate about myself and want to go further into is um pregnancies after ARGs so the non-spontaneous ones um because it's interesting especially for example uh IVF the chances of it succeeding the first rounds are pretty low, actually. So I, yeah, I feel very sorry for you that you had to go through eight rounds, but that is, yeah, something that's pretty common that it doesn't happen the first time or the second time and you just have, yeah, keep going. Um, but then there are all these people that get pregnant from two children It's instead of just the one. So their IVF has been kind of extra successful in a sense. Um, so one thing that we're, yeah, we're kind of thinking about now is can we do some research on successful uh, IVF, for example, versus non-successful and see if there's maybe a difference in this, in these people, like um, why does it work for some people and why doesn't it work for other people? And can we then, um, yeah, maybe personalize the treatment more. Like, okay, we're kind of sure that for you, IVF is maybe not the route, so we're going to try something else. Whether for you, it might be very successful. Um, so that's something that's really in their begin phases. We're just trying to conceptualize this research, and then we have to get funding and get people involved as well. Um, but yeah, we're already starting to look for people that are uh, that didn't have a spontaneous pregnancy but still got twins. Um, so we're kind of shifting our focus now from the spontaneous also a bit to the non-spontaneous term pregnancies. Mm. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm more than happy to <laughs> contribute to that after going through all my I'm, I'm certainly a candidate. On that, Nikki, I'm... are you looking for more participants for your studies or yeah, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> yes. We're, yeah, we're definitely always looking for more participants um and yeah if you feel like joining you can the most easy way is probably just to go to google and type in uh non-identical twins and qimr that's the research uh, institute that i'm working on right now and that's in brisbane um and for now we are only looking for non-identical twin mothers uh, but those can be either spontaneous or non-spontaneous and the age of the mother right now doesn't matter at all that's a question we get asked a lot like oh am i too old to participate and we're like definitely not your dna doesn't change um and what we ask of you if you join is that you fill in a brief survey that takes about two minutes where we can establish how the pregnancy um was conceived and uh what the 
a sagacity of the twins is. And then we'll send you a little spitz uh, kit where you give some of your saliva so we can take your DNA from that. Um, yeah, if people want to sign up, that would be great. I think we can also maybe give um, our email address or a phone number, maybe link it somewhere in the description yeah. of the podcast. We'll pop we'll pop all the links mm. and everything in there for sure because um, it's, it's interesting. And, I mean, it really is a good way to give back um, to, you know, help the medical life move forward kind of yeah and it makes yeah, us and we all feel a bit more fascinating <laughs> yeah <laughs> when yeah, we're struggling we with that... the juggling act sorry yeah <laughs> yeah and we found that twin families are always super eager to help and super involved and they're they've just been amazing for the scientific community so far so we're always very thankful to them oh fantastic yeah i i, I think our community Honestly, the multiple birth community is just the most gorgeous community that you could ever be part of. Everyone's so encouraging and helpful and always willing to, you know, help out where they can, even though, you know, we've all got the dreaded our hands are full kind of thing happening, um, but everyone's always willing to help. So that's that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I was so impressed with your conference and how fanatic everybody was and how supportive. It was really, really nice to see that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we'll have to get those details up, and Nikki, it's absolutely fascinating. And thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about this. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. It was been, has been great. Yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting, and um, I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it. So, yeah, we'll make sure that we pop all your all the um, information into the notes. So, if anyone out there that's listening is looking to, you know, step up and and volunteer to fill out the survey, um, that'd be fantastic. Yes. Thanks, Nikki. Talk to you next time. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.